Hello and welcome to Connected, episode 460. It's made possible by our sponsors, Vitally, Squarespace, and Factor. My name is Stephen Hackett, and I'm joined by Mr. Mike Hurley. Hello, my name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Mr. Federico Vatici. Hello, it's me. Hi. Hey, buddy. Hi. How is everybody? Uh, tired because it's way too hot. Oh, what are you dealing with over there? Typically around 40 degrees Celsius. Oh! During the, yeah. And it's been like That's this too for hot. two. It's been like this for two it's weeks. It's 104. I will yeah. agree, Federico. That is too hot. I'm very are, are low energy having, during the day. Yeah. Are you having like? Is this abnormal for this time of year? Or, well, or yes, yes, it, it is uh, slightly. Oh, storms and wildfires again. Oh no. Yeah. So it, in, so in me. Italy, there's this problem right now of these crazy storms on like almost hurricane level storms in northern Italy. It's been causing all kinds of destruction uh, up north, uh, even in Milan a couple of nights ago, and wildfires in southern Italy, uh, which is also very bad. And here in, in central Italy, where I am in Rome, it's just, just hot. And now, thankfully, the, the uh, fancy AC system that I have now like makes it very nice to spend time at home. But as soon as you go outside, and I mean, I need to go outside you know, to, to do stuff, it's just exhausting after a while. But, but I don't want to complain too much. And I got to you know, say this on the show. I don't want to complain too much because as much as it is hot and I'm kind of low energy, I'll, I'll still take this over the winter season. Any time, like any time. At huh. least it's not raining, it's not cold. You know, I I can't stand people who are like, oh man, I love when it rains. No, what is wrong with you? You know, what is wrong with you? Nobody loves the rain. Do people love when it rains? Yes, some people say that and they're liars and they're wrong. Hmm. I think I would take that over the 40 degrees because I, I wouldn't like that but it's not because i love the rain i just don't want the 40 degrees yeah you know no but i, I wouldn't say like oh i love when it's cold and raining i don't feel that way let's start with some follow-up i went back to dropbox i'm sorry i ever tried leaving who are you apologizing <laughs> to dropbox and also wait do you think they're listening <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I th- I don't remember you leaving. I know we had that conversation, but I felt like the conversation was very resounded in like, no, I'm going to stick with Dropbox. I feel like this all happened in your head, or you did it and you didn't tell us. No, I taken everything off of Drop or a lot of things off of Dropbox, right? And put them in documents. Oh, because it wasn't sinking, right? Yeah, because yeah, it had like freaked yeah, out. Yeah. But now it's all back in Dropbox. It took four days to sink. So also, I'm also apologizing to Comcast, I guess. But mm. uh, life is good again. Oh, just like Jeeps. Wait, what? Life is good. That's what it says in the back of the Jeep, right? Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. You know my wife has like an unrational hatred of that brand? I do know like that. Like you think. Yep. It's <laughs> I do know that. <laughs> it's very funny. This is, this is very interesting. So she, she hates the brand Jeep. No, no, not no, 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 not Jeep. No, there's a, there's a brand called Life is Good. Which is a terrible brand name. Which is terrible. And people who drive Jeeps yeah. often have Life is Good paraphernalia on their jeeps why is that why do these things go together they're not related right no just people if you're a jeep person you have a life is good thing on the back see look look, on their homepage, they have two dudes uh standing next to the back of a jeep Uh and it's got a life is good tire cover on it the tire covers are very that they seem to be the thing that i see all the time we have, we talked about watchOS 10 and the dock and like the double click thing, and now I'm just confused as to what this watch on my wrist actually does. So Darren wrote in to say, I think you guys are missing the boat when saying that by getting rid of the dock to show your favorite apps, Apple has taken away a quick way to get to your favorites. Instead, with the new grid view, like one tap on the crown, that's not new, that list view has been there forever. But if you double click on it, you can have your favorites at the top. Like no, no, that doesn't seem to work. I can't drag them around. So Federico, no, do you this, know what's happening? This was here? that thing that Federico was telling yeah, us about. Yes, that, like at the yes. top of the honeycomb, they so, have they just like put your apps there. 
So the, oh, the, top of the honeycomb. Yeah. Okay. So the honeycomb has been slightly tweaked, right? In watchOS 10. It's it's it doesn't start in the center of the honeycomb anymore. It starts at the top. And all the icons are placed so that you can just scroll from top to bottom. You don't have to pan around like before. Got it. So the thinking is you you're missing your favorites, just pin them to the top of the honeycomb. And in theory. This is the part I mentioned, and it was not working for me. In theory, watchOS 10, when it launches, it should automatically migrate your dock favorites from watchOS 9 into icons placed at the top of the honeycomb in watchOS 10, right? So that should happen for people at some point in September. I still think that, okay, that's one way to go. But I still think that the dock was a better design, you know, with the thumbnails. Yes. And it's bigger. And, you know, you, you see, you get more on screen than a bunch of tiny icons to choose from. So, yeah, you can do this in watchOS 10 if you want to. And the system will do that migration for you. I still feel like... Uh, icons are not as good as the old dock view from watchOS 9. So I just switched to mine, and it has all four of the clock-related things next to each other. Stopwatch, timer, world clock, and alarms. But I don't know what is what, because all these icons look the same. Yep, that's one of the problems. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try this. I had turned off the honeycomb view years ago, so I think that's where I was confused. I'm going to give this another shot and see what happens. There's zero way that this is better. Like, there is no way that this is better. Like, Yeah, it's not better. Because here's the thing. I also don't want to use the honeycomb view. So now what? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't want to do that because I don't like that UI. I think that is bad UI. I can never find one I'm looking for. Like, I, I, this is that thing, of right? Like you just said about the clock icons. I know the word timer. I can never remember which one of the four clock icons is the timer just by looking at them because they're, they're like four orange clocks. This is like, this yeah. isn't helpful. And so like, this is not better. It's it's so much worse. Like just because they have an affordance, it's still a poor one. And the double click is your most recent apps, which is kind of useful, but the dock was better. Okay, now I understand. I've been very confused about this for a week. Okay. We spoke about the portable HomePod mini situation, and this came up in the uh, Relay FM Slack. And our friend Marco pointed out uh, that some Amazon Echo models are actually designed for battery stands out of the box. Like they had one that had some sort of mm-hmm. like pogo pin arrangement on the bottom. And it had a quarter 20, so you could like screw uh, uh, this particular Amazon Echo into a battery base made by another company, like from the beginning designed for that. So that is pretty cool. And I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind seeing Apple explore that a little bit. Like, are there ways to make a, a more portable HomePod uh, product? I mean, because like the, the stand thing that you pointed out, like I've got one now too, like it's fine, but it would be cool if Apple sort of accounted this and for in the design of the product, I guess. For sure. Here, here's an idea. MagSafe for the HomePod Mini. That'd be sweet. Just at the bottom, you, you attach it. They're never going to do it. I don't think it's the kind of product that Apple wants to make, but still it'd be pretty nice to have. Oh, I forgot about the Echo with the with the mouth hole in it. Oh, yeah. The Echo Studio. Re- remember, remember I had them for like a week last fall and then I returned them on Amazon? They were weird. It doesn't sound like you. Yeah, <laughs> that's me. That'd be me. Trying things and returning them, yes. Oh, I think they got a new version. It's got buttons on the top. Huh. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's a thing. They're just rearranging stuff. I, I feel like the Echo... Okay, this is my theory that I just came up with. Okay. The Amazon Echo product line is kind of like the iPod Nano used to be. Like, they have to refresh it every year. But some years they don't know what to do. So they put a mouth hole in it or they add buttons or they take buttons away. That sort of thing. Just to make it look different. Maybe they'll make one that you can strap onto your wrist. I think the mouth hole has a specific purpose. It's like, it's base, right? It's like... I think so. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, they do do weird ones. Like now they have the Echo Pop. Have you seen this one? What is the Echo Pop? It is just really small and it's in colors. So, like, I do agree with your theory. They just, like, can't stop 
making them. <laughs> like they just they just keep making them. Uh, that it's just like it it's got a slightly different shape. I don't really know what else. It's like cheaper, maybe. I don't know. I totally missed the news of the existence of a HomePod Pop of a Echo Pop. I mean, it wouldn't be hard to miss because they have so many of them. There's a lavender one. Do you remember? Remember when they did the microwave with uh, the Amazon voice assistant in it? Did you guys know or remember that they make Echo sunglasses? Yes. What? Yes. They make audio sunglasses with Alexa inside. Incredible. I remember that. They need to just chill. They're on the second generation of these. Yeah. Who's who's buying them? I don't know. No one. No one is buying them, right? They make two versions of earphones? Like earbuds? They made a second version of the Echo Auto, which I had no idea that was still a thing. Like the car accessory. They're Mm. on version two of that now, apparently. And a lot of new cars have the Amazon voice assistant built in now to like manage in-car stuff, which is pretty wild. Uh, I still have... And I still like... I have my one Echo in the living room and I still use it on a regular basis and I still cannot believe that Apple is not doing multiple languages uh, for the HomePod. Like, mm. I think it's wild that they can do multiple languages uh, with the keyboard and they, they have a actually very, very good multilingual keyboard. Um, Google is doing multi-language assistance. Amazon is doing multi-language in Alexa and Apple is not. I think it's wild that they're so behind uh, in, uh, on that particular front. That is literally the only reason why I'm forced to use an Echo. Otherwise, I would just, you know, take it, give it to somebody else, give it to my mom or sell it or whatever, and put a HomePod there. Like, I would immediately do it, but I can't. Saying about, this is a slight left turn, you said about um, the keyboard, and it made me remember a thing that I think I've noticed, and I just wondered if you'd noticed it or if you have any thoughts about it. So the new keyboard does the prediction, right? I really like it. Predicts all the next words for me. Yeah. It seems like it doesn't do this if you use swipe typing. I don't use swipe typing. I'm just this is an inf- piece of information that I have noticed. Interesting. And I'm letting you know because, you know, you're probably in the world where you're collecting pieces of information. Huh. I feel like when I'm swipe typing, it doesn't do any suggestions of words that are coming next. So I've yet to see it and I I use it quite a lot. Not exclusively, like I, I use both like typing out words and also swipe typing words. Um, and I have yet to see a like word suggestion, like one of those Very like grayed out word suggestions in swipe typing. Very interesting. I'm saving a note for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Something to check out. Suggestions do not work. With swipe typing. <laughs> this is live, live, live notes for the review. What app did that go? What app did that go into? Uh, yeah, what app did that go into? Notes for now. Yeah, I'm still in the note-taking phase. I haven't written anything yet. So, very, very different schedule, very different vibe this summer. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good vibes. Mm-hmm. Friend of the show, Dan Seifert from The Verge, wrote in to say that he really likes his D-brand leather skin for you, Stephen. Yeah, he, Dan's uh, a real leather daddy, it looks like. Sure, okay, we're going with that. I'm sure he wants you to just keep talking about that. I'm sure Dan is really happy about that. Yeah, go for it. So I'm. I think I'm going to try it on the on the next phone. I mean, I'll upgrade this fall, and I think I'll give this a shot then. So I'll report back, I guess, in the fall. Very exciting. We spoke last time about iOS 17 betas and battery health. We felt like some of us were seeing big drop-offs after installing the betas, or maybe because of cases or MagSafe charging, we asked for feedback. We got like bajillion responses. I read all of it Mm. and it's all over the place. So a lot of people have dropped multiple percentage points in their battery health since installing the beta. That seems fast to me. So I wonder if there's something in iOS 17 that has changed the way that they factor that. Like, do you remember way back in the day, they're like, oh, the phone doesn't drop bars. We Our algorithm was wrong, so they changed it. Maybe it's it's one of those type situations. It could be. That's a very good point. Yeah. 
Or is it another one of those battery gates? Are we going to find out that they've been under reporting battery health on us again? You know, we're going to go, going to be plunged back into that hellscape. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> like, this feature is here because you got into trouble about batteries and you messed up the feature. I well, don't know. I will say that I'm at 92% now and I think I was at 93% last week. So that's a percentage point a week. So by September, you're going to be at 85 just in time for a new phone. <laughs> it's going exactly as planned. <laughs> <laughs> but not everyone running the betas has seen this, so I, I don't know. Some people say they black they blame MagSafe or a case. Some people don't. Like I said, it was all over the place. But there are definitely people who have seen big drop offs. So my gut feeling is like there's something either that's changed about this or it's a bug in 17. And these numbers aren't as bad as they look. But I don't. I can't say for sure. Yeah, it feels like something is going on. Uh, and the, the battery life in these betas is not very good. And the phones are hot all the time. Like, I, I to me, this just feels like an open and closed situation, right? My phone is hot constantly. Yes. Like, I'm I'm convinced that, it, that, that it's having an effect on it. But I'm not mad about it because I shouldn't have put the beta on if I wanted things to be normal. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I feel like this is an agreement that we all come to. That, like, if, I, if I'm going to do this... Weird things are going to start happening. And maybe it's destroying my battery, but like that's kind of the price I'm paying. But the thing is, like, we're now at beta 4, and we're going to talk about it shortly. Uh-huh. And usually by beta 4, the phone is not getting <laughs> that warm. You know, by this, at this point in the beta season, yes, the phones are still getting warm, and the battery life is still not great. I wonder what's going on. I... I kind of maybe I need to restore my phone. Maybe that's no, the no, no. We're not getting into that. I got again. something. I got. I got a ghost in the machine now. There's nothing I can do about it. I kind of wonder if maybe some of the some of the new machine learning stuff they're doing, you know, with spot. <laughs> Turns out the keyboard is destroying the battery. <laughs> <laughs> that could it's be too right. That <laughs> could be. Could be battery battery GPT. Yes. Every text you send is like zero point zero one percent of your battery health. <laughs> <laughs> the noisier your group chat, it's just like you can just destroy your phone in a day. I think, and honestly, I think beta four is worse than three so far in this in this regard. It's only been what a day, but my battery life yesterday was abysmal. The keyboard is better. Just typing on the iPhone, there were a lot of keyboard related bugs before. That part got better in beta four. I don't think anything else did, and uh, and also like. And I mean, this sort of speaks to, to, no, I'm going to say this later. So put a pin in this thought for later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're going to come back to that real quick. I just want to invite you to help the Relay FM back office shape the co-founder quiz. Uh, we have a podcast-a-thon coming up very soon. We're going to announce dates for that in a couple of weeks, but it's coming quickly and Kathy and others are working on the annual quiz. So there is a Google form link in the show notes. If you have uh, suggestions about, uh, if you have suggestions for questions that should be in the quiz, go uh, fill out that form. Go help them out. We would appreciate it. What we're looking for here is esoteric trivia about Relay FM. That's what we're looking for. It's not. Yes. It's not like what's Stephen's favorite color. It's like. This is trivia about the history right. of the network, usually. Um, so that they're the kinds of questions. It, it describes this in a little bit more detail in the form. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Vitaly. Customer success teams today are facing a problem. How do they connect customer data back to their work? Vitaly changes that. It's a new kind of customer success platform. It's an all-in-one collaborative workspace that combines customer data with all the capabilities you expect from today's project management and work platforms because it's designed for today's customer success team. That's why Vitaly operates with unparalleled efficiency, improves net revenue retention, and delivers best-in-class customer experiences. Is the solution for helping your customer success team to keep a better pulse on your customers, which maximizes productivity, visibility, and collaboration. You can boost your bottom line by driving more revenue per customer with Vitaly. And if you take a qualified demo of Vitaly, get a free pair of AirPods Pro. So if you're a customer success decision maker, actively 
seeking CS solutions, working at a B2B software as a service company with 50 to 1,000 employees, and you're willing to explore changing customer success platforms if you already have one in place, you should schedule your call by visiting vitally.io slash connected and get that free pair of AirPods Pro. The link is in the show notes, but it's vitally.io slash connected for a free pair of AirPods Pro when you schedule a qualified meeting. Our thanks to Vitaly for their support of the show and Relay FM. So the pin that I saved before about iOS 17 beta 4, which just came out as developer beta yesterday, uh, I assume we're getting a public beta, well, maybe not today, but next week. I think they're still probably doing them a couple of days after or the week after. Anyway, my thought so far is that you in previous years, beta 3 and beta 4 had more changes and additions to the original release from June than what we are seeing this year in iOS 17. And it does not surprise me, given that Apple is so focused on the Vision Pro and Vision OS. So I think what we saw in June is pretty much what we're getting in September, probably even less because they're going to punt some features to later in the iOS 17 cycle. But basically the thought that I had was, yeah, I was expecting more changes, tweaks, additions, and uh, we got very, very, very minimal stuff so far. And I'm good with it. I'm not complaining. I'm good with it. It's just a change that I noticed from previous years. Like there's stuff that's not in the betas yet, like being able to put stickers as tap backs. It's and like, it's not going to be in 17. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's coming later this year, they oh. said. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> What's the, like, the limitation there? That's very strange. I, I don't know. I must have missed that. I, I don't know how I missed that. But Yeah, I think I, I think I told you on the show and you didn't react. I was like, oh, maybe he doesn't care. Maybe I didn't understand what that meant. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they said that's coming later this year. So in theory, 17.1. Steven even said maybe they want to do like with emoji. And you, you just said nothing. Maybe you were thinking about something. When, what show was this? Unconnected. No, no, I know the podcast. Was <laughs> it when we did the live, when we were like together? No, no, no. It was last, le, le, like last week or two weeks ago. Maybe I was too busy thinking about pranks. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe everybody was like, yeah, Mike's going to sit. He's going to react to this news. Everyone was waiting. I've disappointed. I let everyone like down. Mike is going to be so upset. And, and I'm going to write nothing. a public apology and screenshot it in Apple Notes. I'll, you I'll should write an apology for you should write an apology for not being upset enough when when the, world, when the world was waiting for you <laughs> to be upset. <laughs> you, you did nothing. <laughs> I just stood by. <laughs> when... The, when the word was waiting for your anger, you just stood silent. So, Why any, is anyway, Mike not talking about this. Yeah, literally, you you become the meme. Um, so anyway, uh, beta four. All right, uh, three things I want to point out. The first one: the weird app picker menu. You know, the giant one in the messages app. Uh, those icons that we've seen in iOS 17 beta 1, 2, and 3, they were kind of strange, you know, kind of a different style from the typical Apple iconography. I think people need to get off their friggin' high horses about this. Interesting. Oh, it looks like Facebook. Like, just chill out. Facebook is used by, like, billions of people. Like, if they take some UI design from Facebook Messenger, that's not the worst thing in the world. Look, all he took was to tell him that he didn't get upset enough. Yeah, I know. Now I'm getting really upset. How dare you? But also, I do think there is a regression here, though, which I'm kind of mad about. So, like, in the previous one, the little photos thing shows you a preview of your last image, and now it's just the crappy photos icon. I want the image. Counterpoint, counterpoint, counterpoint. I see what you mean, but for consistency and for being able to see at a glance what's better to have a preview of your latest photo that's always changing or a photos icon that is always the same? I mean, the word photos does a decent job of telling me that, but I know yeah, I get but, what your point. Yeah. I get your point. No, no, no I get your I point, know, but... I could go either way, and I kind of liked the idea, but I guess that's what Apple is thinking. I can... You know, I agree that, like, 
I, I can see both sides of that. They've chosen this one. At least it is visually consistent because none of the others change, right? Every time you open it. Yeah. But I do think it is very strange to me that people are so mad about this design and like refer to Facebook all the time. And it's like, it's just very, like, I don't know what's so wrong about this UI anyway like, that makes people mad. Like, it's just like a picker. It's, a, it's so, yeah, it's a bigger context menu than what we're used to seeing from apple it's a, yeah. the thing i will say it is especially <laughs> huge on the ipad like oh i haven't tried that take that it down fun. a notch maybe you know it's just, <laughs> you tap on this thing it's like just got this giant menu it's like okay i get it you want me to um pick things from this menu um I also on the iPhone I think it's fun. I like the animation that they added in this beta when you open and dismiss the menu, it sort of pops back into the plus button. I think that's very nicely done. I do kind of wish though that it was a little bit more like path, you know? Yeah, dude, yes. That like it did, I, the thing that I don't like about it and I would say it, this is way worse in light mode than dark mode is like in dark mode it doesn't really feel like it takes over your screen as much I feel like it, it does it's the same amount of information density as in light mode but I think it is visually more appealing in dark mode than it is in light mode but like I don't think it needs to cover the entire screen in the way that it does um, but just overall like I'm fine with the UI personally, and also it is significantly better than what it replaced. So I kind of just just take your you know just take your wins and losses. Like we finally got rid of that ridiculous button that you had to press twice to get your images because you never pressed the right one. You know what I mean? Also, in I in iPadOS 17 beta four, um, we now have favicons for your favorites in the Safari favorites bar, which is an Excellent change. You can, in my opinion, at least, you can disable these in settings. I just like the fact that you now have a touch of color uh, here and there in your Safari favorites. Um, so another, at least for me, uh, easier to find uh, my favorites at a glance. And again, you can go into settings and turn off these icons if you don't want to see them in the Safari toolbar at the top of the screen. Because these are in tabs, right? But they weren't in the They favorites. were in tabs before, but they were not in favorites. Now you can have them in your favorites too. And lastly, the shortcuts widget. This, In theory, this was working for some people before, but for a lot of people, the shortcuts widget, especially on the iPad, it just never appeared. This Excel, Excel version. Now there is an Excel-sized the, the, the huge one, basically, uh, shortcuts widget for iPad. I think I'm going to have fun with this. Probably not as much as Matthew Casinelli. I can already imagine Matthew. He, he responded to your, your post saying, I have once again gone off the deep end. Yeah, I can only imagine like 20 mm -hmm. home screens all made of Excel shortcuts widgets. So uh, this is 16 <laughs> actions, right? It looks like. 16? Yeah, it's yeah. four by four. Four by four. No, should be should be more than that, right? Yeah, it is four by four because they're not square. They're the rectangular ones. I thought it was more. Still, that's quite a... Yeah, it's four by four. Okay. It is excellent. <laughs> uh, sometimes I wonder why we keep up, why we put up with you. <laughs> yeah, there's that widget. Um, look, you even suggested it as, as a title. Your own joke. Yeah. You got to play the game, man. Yeah, but like, if you suggest it as a title, that is you thinking nobody else will. So are you really that proud of your joke at that point? So, uh, c closing thoughts so far on this beta season. Phones are getting hot. Uh, batteries are not lasting as much. Yeah. iPad is going fine, I think, uh, would be would be my, my sort of conclusion so far. Uh, they fixed what they wanted to fix with Sage Manager. I'll take it. Uh, could still be improved, yes, but we're not going to get that this year. And I feel like it's going to be a relatively simple, speaking of my state with the review, uh, mm. I had this feeling in June. I think it's going to be a pretty easy and fun one. There were more <laughs> challenging years for sure. And not even speaking of last year, but like, what was it, two or three years ago with Safari always changing? Now that was tough. To handle. Or even just years that had more features, right? They're just challenging because there's just like more to cover. I think we said this last month. 
sort of grab bag style of yeah. a release, and which is fine. Fine, totally fine with it. And it's actually pretty fun. There's some really fun things. And I haven't played around with the airdrop features at all. I think I'm going to oh, convince yeah. Sylvia to just install the public beta at some point. But yeah, I think I think this should be a pretty easy one to handle. Standby still rules. Standby is great. Standby rules is a fantastic feature. And one final thing I'll say, and take this as you will. I have filed... I believe around 20 feedback items. And I followed the unspoken, unwritten, I guess, rule of the feedback filer, uh, which is I filed my feedbacks before beta 2. Everybody's like, oh, make sure you get your feedbacks in because it really matters. And, you know, that was a good chunk of my time. You know, to do that. And I did it because it's the right thing to do. Not a single one of those feedback items has been addressed. <laughs> so sometimes I wonder, does it even matter really to file those feedbacks in June and to rush to get them in? Does it, does it even make a difference? Right? I'm not, well, the, I'm, the counterpoint is I got the reminders badge fixed last year. So it counts overdue and today yeah that was a feedback and admittedly a blog post wait wasn't that a feedback that you filed because you spoke about it on a show and someone told you to file the feedback i don't think someone told me to i filed a feedback we talked about it and i wrote a blog post you know but was it was it in the first weeks after wwdc i think i did it at wwdc i don't know man i guess i guess you know again this year they're doing all the Vision Pro stuff, and which we're gonna talk about uh, the, the Vision Labs, the developer kits. Like, it isn't a different year for sure, but just as a, as a as a you know a piece of information, none of the twenty almost feedback items I've filed have gone addressed. And I don't know. I kind of feel like it was useless. That's how I'm feeling, uh, and I hope that it that it wasn't. But it kind of feels like that. Speaking of the Vision Pro, uh, so they announced a bunch more information. So I think like more details about things we knew were coming. So developer kits are coming soon. You can put in an application right now um, to get a developer kit. Uh, we'll put a link in the show notes to James Thompson. He like uh, I believe James applied for one and took a screenshot of the terms, like the things that you have to do. Uh, which are just incredible about like what you're agreeing to. It's like that nobody else in your life or at your work will be able to see this thing and you'll keep it locked in a room. And if you go on holiday, you have to contact Apple so you can work out where you're supposed to put it. And there's a Pelican case and you've got to lock it in the Pelican case. It's just like a whole thing. It's incredible. Incredible. It's just a great thing to read. Um, and developer labs, this is where you as a developer can go to uh, an Apple building campus somewhere um, and Take your app and try it out, and have develop and have people from Apple look at it and guide you a little bit. They begin next week in London and Cupertino. That's way faster than I thought it would be. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. It's just like oh, you want like they announced it on Monday, and the next and I think the first one is next Monday. So if you were sitting around and waiting before getting work yeah. on your Vision Pro app. That was a bad idea. Maybe. They're also doing something they're calling compatibility evaluations. Yes. That sounds, so that sounds like a severance type of thing. A little <laughs> bit, yeah. It no, really does. Please, we welcome you for your compatibility evaluation. Please step in. Yes. <laughs> so there's a checklist that you're supposed to do, and then you can submit an application for compatibility evaluation. So Apple will look at the app and evaluate it on Vision Pro. And then you'll get a evaluation back within a few weeks with um, anything that they have found. It's first come, first serve. So if you can't travel to one of these things and you don't get a developer kit, there is still a way for Apple to take a look at this and I get the sense from reading this, it's going to be more than just like uh, what the App Store does. This feels like hey, you're going to get uh, logs back and screen captures back. So they really are going to spend some time with these, I hope. And uh, I think it's a cool fallback if you can't make one of the other two uh, things work for you. Well, I expect there's like a scale thing, right? For each developer kit, there's 10 places at a developer lab. For each developer lab, there's 
10 compatibility evaluations you know what i mean mm-hmm. like they they can do more of those than they can do with the other things so even even if you want to make it but they don't you don't get up a spot this is at least a way to send something to apple and have somebody take a look at it and give you some guidance it feels collaborative in a sense yeah which is which is really cool i'm glad they're doing it and clearly apple wants these apps to be uh, as good as possible yep the question is, is this the time that we announce our app for Vision OS? One, one two, three Vision. One, two, three the, the, Vision. The grand return of the one, two, three brand. And what would be the point, though? It's not like you could talk about it, though, right? You just have it. Yeah, but, you know, we'd have it. Yeah, yeah. I'm What I'm really keen on, and I don't know how long it will take to get this information, is in what state is this hardware when it arrives at developers? Like what's what's the operating system right what what has it got in it you know what i mean like can you use safari yeah can you use messages does it actually have the full thing can you log in with your icloud account and just use it because the simulator is pretty full of things right is it going to be running the simulator or will it only allow you to run your application and any like dependencies that are needed for that you know that that's I'm really keen to find that information out, and I guess that's just going to be the case of <laughs> I don't think anyone could tell us. <laughs> someone will. Some someone might not tell us, but someone's going to tell someone, right? Like th- th- that's how these things always go. So, there are rules. People break the rules. Like within a week of the developer kits going out, we will get an understanding as to what's on them. The same as literally every single time this has happened in the history, right? But yeah, I'm really I'm very keen to to understand that. Uh, and I'm sure, I have no doubt that this is going to be a very complicated thing from Apple's perspective because every developer will be requesting one of these, right? Why would you not? I do hope that Apple make some concessions for some, maybe some developers to be able to talk about their experiences a little bit, though. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use Underscore as the example here, right? Just because we know him and Underscore does a great job of communicating his experiences of being a developer. But like, if he was able to get a, a DTK or just a developer kit. There's no T in this one, right? There's nothing to transition from. A DK, a Donkey Kong. If he was to get a Donkey Kong, uh, then it would. I think it would benefit Apple for some developers to be able to talk about their experience of using it in the same way that they had people from the media go and try it, right? And talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, do, do you remember way back in the day that like the whole SDK was under an NDA? Yeah. yeah. So iOS developers couldn't even talk to each other. And it was so dumb and they eventually got rid of it. I, I agree with you. This should be a uh, this should be a thing that people can do. You could word it in such a way of like you can talk about what the software experience is like, but you can't talk about the hardware. Like I think that would be fine because it's kind of no different to the simulator, right? Like in that way, like yeah. I I I just think it would behoove them if they want to encourage developers to be able to at least have some developers who are like blessed in a way to be able to talk about their experience in public with the developer kit. But yeah. hey, I don't make the rules. This episode of Connected is also brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. With Squarespace, you can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience and sell products, services, and even content. Squarespace has a new website design system called the Fluid Engine. You start with a best-in-class website template, and they also have like templated pages. So if you need uh, a page with like a grid of images and text, you can start with that and then drop in your own content with a bunch of drag-and-drop tools for desktop and mobile. Uh, it's built in and ready to go on any new Squarespace site, and it really is fantastic, as is the online store. Like I just said, you can sell physical or digital products. They have all the tools you need there all bundled in. And uh, something else they do, you can have domains through Squarespace, but they also have partner programs. So say that you are building a website, you have your domain there, and you want to set up something like Google Workspace. Well, you can do that all from within Squarespace's tools. It makes it really easy to set these things up and kind of have everything all under one umbrella. I love building on Squarespace. Uh, It's so easy to manage your design and your content and uh, the asset library. The new asset library is really cool. And they also integrate with um, some stock image stuff. So you can search 
for a stock image and you can either purchase the rights or a lot of them, the rights come with a Squarespace account. It's really awesome to have all that under one place. I really love building on this platform. Check out squarespace.com connected for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code connected to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain name. Once again, that's squarespace.com connected and the code connected when you decide to sign up to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of Connected and RelayFM. It's an exceptionally rare thing in life or in business that you get a second chance to make another big impression. Twitter made one massive impression and changed the way we communicate. Now X will go further, transforming the global town square. X is the future state of unlimited interactivity centered in audio, video, messaging, payments, slash banking, creating a global marketplace for ideas, goods, services, and opportunities. Powered by AI, X will connect us all in ways we're just beginning to imagine. For years, fans and critics alike have pushed Twitter to dream bigger, to innovate faster, and to fulfill our great potential. X will do that and more. We've already started to see X take shape over the past eight months through our rapid feature launches, but we're just getting started. There's absolutely no limit to this transformation. X will be the platform that can deliver, well, everything. Elon Musk and I are looking forward to working with our teams and every single one of our partners to bring X to the world. X CEO, <laughs> that's funny to say that out loud. X CEO, current C, current X CEO, Linda Yaccarino, everybody. I have never heard so much baloney. This is, do you know what this feels like, Federico? I think you'll, you'll get this. Like, this feels like a monologue that someone in a Horizon game yes. would say. Like, this sounds <laughs> yes. like a video game, like, monologue. It, this sounds, none of this even sounds real. This sounds like an NPC in in Horizon giving you directions for a side quest. But it's like they it's like it's like some fake keynote. It sounds like someone's like putting like you know they're Steve Jobsing it, right? Like oh we're going to do like a black background of a standing it's on a It's an exceptionally plinth. rare thing. It and it's so fake poetic. Like you're literally talking about Twitter is now called with the letter X. Like I don't I don't even know where to begin with the stupidity of all of this. This is and just they haven't gotten to make a second like they've just decided that they're gonna rebrand the company. It's not like this came to them. N- not yes. It's not like, oh, we've been blessed by the gods of X to take upon the mantle of this of this huge mission. No. No, what you've done, what you've done is you've taken Twitter and you've swapped a bird logo for a letter X. And now suddenly you're changing the world. And you've I've, like I, halfway done it, right? <laughs> you've like halfway, you've like only half like actually done a rebrand, but this rebrand is now apparently meaning that you're going to become a payments and banking platform? Sure. You want to give your money to Elon Musk, you know, to see? It is, this is true. Like he has done so many like ridiculous things, right? From a business perspective with this company this is the biggest one right like i feel like this has got to take the cake of like the most ridiculous business decision that he has made as the owner of twitter it's like this this doesn't make any there is zero sense to this this makes no sense like why why would you take like the one piece of value that twitter actually had was its brand and just get rid of it for such a bad brand like yeah. x as so bad like it it's not <laughs> oh it's unbelievable truly it is it is it is it feels like a joke that's been taken too far it's it's it, uh, it it feels like we are in a prank i think yes. i think this is what i feel like i feel like a I feel like I'm I'm watching this from a distance because I'm not using Twitter anymore. But whenever I hear these updates uh, from Twitter, 
I just feel like it's a, a, a some kind of performance art piece at mm. this point. This is what it feels like to me. It feels like, hey, how far can... Is he the richest man in the world? I don't even know. How far can a rich guy take this joke until people stop paying attention to him? I mean, he's talked about this for a long time, going back to the, the acquisition phase of all of this. I think it's clear that he wants to take Twitter and use it as a base to like rebuild WeChat for the rest of the world. Sure. I mean, I mean that quote that 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 Mike so wonderfully read. That sounds like the pitch for WeChat, right? It's like it's going to be social and payments and like everything all together. It's a thing he can't do, like no matter what he wants to do, because no, I don't think anyone would realistically trust it, and no regulator would allow it. Like no American regulator is going to allow him to build like WeChat or like how WhatsApp is in India. Like that's what he's going for. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. It's just not. No one's going to allow this. Like, but it doesn't even matter if they did because who would trust this? Com- who would trust this company with their money? Like their actual money? Yeah. Like, uh, oh yeah, I want to get the X like debit card. Like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to. Like, who's going to do this? Like, mm-hmm. honestly, here's what I say. If you would, then good luck to you, right? Like, yeah. you should give him no, your no, money. Be- like, give him- <laughs> Best of <laughs> if luck. If you out there would trust Elon Musk with your money yeah. in this way, then you should give it to him. Best yeah, I saw I saw someone on threads the other day. I forget who it was. If it was you, forgive me. But it was like, everybody get your bank account information ready for the X relaunch. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, yeah. don't do that. <laughs> That's incredible. It, yeah. I mean, I guess he thinks that he can build this on top of the social graph that is Twitter, but he's burned a lot of that social graph to the ground. And the people who are still there who aren't like journalists or sports people, right? Just like regular people. Some of them will be super into this, right? Because he does have fans and and they'll be uh, up for this. Other people, you know, who are hanging out and giving him eight bucks a month or whatever. Mm -hmm. But you can't build... What he called in a Twitter reply to somebody the world's most valuable platform at this point with what's left of this thing. It's just bananas. It's just like I struggle to follow the decision-making process, right? There like, is none. I can't... Like, I know he's... You were very right to point it out, Stephen. He has been talking about this the entire time, right? And, like, fine, if that's what you have ambition to building... But why would you rebrand the company in such a haphazard way then? Right? Like, if you really wanted to go with X, right? Because I know that this has been, like, his thing forever, right? Like, he's always loved X. Like, fine, right? But why not actually just do it then? Like, why, why like, crowdsource a logo and then, like, just change the logo? But, like, is it called X or is it called Twitter? Like, can anyone actually answer that question? Like... I feel like I don't know. Like, I think what he is says sur- X. Right, but it still right. says Twitter everywhere, and the app is still called Twitter. Like, So, like, does Twitter part of X? You can't rebrand an entire app on a Sunday with four employees. It takes some time. Give them a break. But, like, but that, I know, like, I get the, but that is my point, though, right? Of, like, if this was his, like, plan, it wasn't a very well-thought-out plan. No, it wasn't. And, like, I genuinely feel like, at the moment... He is doing all of these things just to get people to log on to Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he just wants people to log on, so he just keeps doing things that are more and more extreme to get people to log on. Like, the rate-limiting thing was that, because people wanted to log on to see what would happen to them, right? And then, like, now this is it. Like, oh, everyone wants to go check Elon Musk's Twitter account, like, log in, because you have to log in to look at it. So you can see, like, at what point is he going to drop the logo, right? And so, like, how far does this go? Does he delete Twitter to get people to log on to Twitter? Like, where is the where does this end? It like, ends. It wild. ends with with you know what he's going to do next. Uh, if you don't tweet in a specific number of months, you're going to get your account deleted automatically. I think that yeah yeah. You know what? That probably will happen. I think it's gonna do that. David in the in the Discord posted this. I saw it today. Like that, you, you know, brands have the gold check mark. 
to yeah. keep that now and keep your um uh imp- like for them to not allow people to impersonate you you have to spend a thousand dollars or more in ads a month oh yeah see see so there's already some kind of uh <laughs> some kind of threat going yes. on at this point <laughs> yeah yeah, it's totally gonna delete accounts from people who don't tweet. Like our accounts, that's a really our good accounts. One. It's gonna they're go. gonna go. They're just gonna go and let it. I don't care. Like I don't let it go. I don't care. Maybe I should just go delete it myself. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah. So I don't even give him the the satisfaction. You're not, you're not breaking up with me. I'm breaking up with you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's not me. It's you. <laughs> they also took. The at X handle, yeah, it belonged to a, a photographer named Gene Wang, and they just took it. They've done that forever, though, man. Like that was a thing that was happening before Musk. Like some brand would come along, and they'd be like, "Oh, here you go." Yeah, I mean, and if you had a short handle, like you would have problems all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the company. This is a quote from a TechCrunch article by Sarah Perez. In a letter, the company formerly known as Twitter thanked Wang for his loyalty and offered him a selection of X merchandise and a tour of X's HQ as a, quote, reflection of our appreciation. (laughs) What's the merchandise? Show me the merch, Elon. I want to see it. Well, you know, he took all the woke T-shirts out of the office. Maybe they just rebranded those, too. I just hope the tour gets past the police tape because the SFPD had to intervene because they closed the sidewalk and the street to take down the Twitter sign without without city approval. I think they didn't get all the way with that because of that. Like, I think it just says ER was the last on I'd one seen. side. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. which is also quite <laughs> telling that it's that it now says ER. <laughs> if if we were to rebrand the show with a letter, what letter would we pick? I feel like connected as sort of a G vibe. Interesting. Well, like like. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> no. The funny thing is, you'll never know which one what I was referring to. <laughs> this episode of Connected is brought to you by Factor. Now that you're in the thick of summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny, active days. Well, Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. It can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track reaching your goals. We got a box of Factor Meals in the mail just recently. We were super impressed with how they were packaged. Everything came safe and sound, and they're super easy to make. And critically, they don't take up a lot of space, so you're not overfilling your kitchen with these things. It's really awesome to have something super fast come in handy in these busy summer days. With Factor, you can skip the extra trip to the grocery store. They're fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. And you can treat yourself to more than 34 weekly restaurant quality options. And because we have Federico Vatici here, I'm going to let him name some of these meals in his fancy voice. Bruschetta shrimp risotto, green goddess chicken, and grilled steakhouse filet mignon. I would not have imagined that was a hard C. I've I've learned something important now. Bruschetta? Like Bruschetta, that? Bruschetta, yes. Okay, great. I'm going to be fancy and more annoying to all of my English friends when I say it that way. <laughs> Plus, keep up your energy with lunch to go. Factors effortless, wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers. No microwave required. Factor offers options to fit a variety of lifestyles, including keto, Calorie Smart, Vegan and Veggie, and Protein Plus. Then select for more than 45 add-ons, including breakfast items like apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and even smoothies. And you can rest assured that you're making a sustainable choice because Factor offset 100% of their delivery emissions to your door, along with sourcing renewable electricity and featuring sustainably sourced seafood. So head on over to factormeals.com slash connected50. There you will get 50% off your first box by using the code connected50. That's code connected50 at factormeals.com slash connected50 to get half off your first box. Our thanks to Factor for their support of the show and Relay FM. I made a purchase. Okay. I have here on my desk a set of brown 
Beats Studio Pros. Yes. Big Apple buddy came through. By that, I meant I ordered them and then UPS brought them. I mean, your Big Apple buddy was just Apple. This is, yes, my regular <laughs> delivery guy. Apple. <laughs> if anything, the biggest Apple buddy. <laughs> Are they your buddy, though? Uh, I feel like sometimes they're just like, well, what are you doing with your life? You know? Mm-hmm. Anyways, here we are with uh, some brown headphones on my desk. What do y'all want to know? Why'd you get brown? Like, I just don't understand why you do that. Let's start with the brown. I feel like if a product offers brown, you should choose brown. So I kind of feel like, and I was telling this to Sylvia today, I kind of feel like in recent years I've become sort of a brown convert in terms of like the brown color for furniture, for clothes, like... It has grown on me a lot. I don't know if it's like a fashion thing or just with age, I started liking the color brown for more objects in my life. It's probably a bit of both. Probably. I gotta say, saw your picture, Stephen. You sent us a selfie of you wearing the Beats Studio Pro. I kind of dig the color. I kind of like it. I think I could pull them off. You know, brown headphones. I think think brown headphones are cool. They are very much like other beats that you may have used in the past like still kind of plasticky do they creak they yeah not the nicest build quality Mm, i don't like the creaking that's no good the brown in particular shows a lot of fingerprints and i would imagine the other darker colors would too i guess i guess because it's kind of that like matte plastic but the trade-off is they're way a lot less than AirPods Max. So AirPods Max weigh 385 grams, and these weigh 260, so noticeably less. And you definitely feel that weight difference. Now, I haven't used AirPods Max in a long time, but my complaint was the weight, and uh, these are definitely more comfortable than those, at least at least to me. Mm. They do have noise cancellation and transparency, and both are good, but I feel like both are kind of a step behind the AirPods Pro 2, which are my daily earbuds. Good, but not not as great as those. Um, and overall, like a lot of the, the features just kind of aren't as nice as some as the AirPods. Like they don't auto-pause when you take them off. Mm-hmm. They have an on-off switch, so you kind of got to manage that. But you get USB-C, and if you use USB-C to like, physically connect to something you can have nice high quality uh, lossless music of course charging over USB-C is sweet and they fold down into a case that's really pretty manageable in size way better than the storage you get with the AirPods Max the on off switch I don't like the thought of that I go back and forth on that because yeah it's nice that the AirPods Max are sort of like they automatically just work but I'm also a bit of a control freak and I know myself and I know that being able to actually decide I'm turning them on or I'm turning turning them off, not a bad thing. Honestly, the the one aspect that really sticks out for me is they don't pause when you take them off. That would bug me. That's that's probably the thing that would bug me the most. More than a that than you have to use a power switch. It it kind of surprised me. I was listening to something and then one of my kids came in my office and I took them off. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they're yeah. still playing. Like it I was like, it surprised me because I'm I'm used to the AirPods, you know, auto pausing. They've done it, they've done it forever. So that feels like a, a bit of a miss. Uh, I, I don't know how complicated or you know cost and like how how it would have impacted the cost to do that but it's a really nice feature and it makes these feel cheaper than they are because these are still pretty pricey but that that's the biggest bummer to me i think how how do you adjust volume and stuff so on the left ear cup the the b artwork uh has that's a button so you can press the top of it and it will get louder and you can press the bottom of it and it will get quieter. I'm reaching for them. And it's actually, it's like the old iPod click wheel. Like it actually kind of moves in. You can hear the click maybe like. So you can you can actually click the button. And that's nice that you can feel it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that works a bit better than some of the AirPods. 
you know, like you're sliding around or pinching or that sort of thing. Well, I mean, because the, um, the, the Apple Max has the crown, right? And oh, that yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. That's really nice as like a volume adjustment. And also as like a button for play pause that you could use that. You click it for play pause and then it has the the, uh, the secondary like side button looking thing for the uh, ANC and transparency switch. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny, the Vision Pro basically uses those same two controls, but for di- very different things. Yeah. It's got a digital crown on a button on that thing. Um, what does the button do? It takes the the, the uh, memory photos of your kid's birthday party. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But just of your kid's birthday party. If- uh, it doesn't work. Otherwise, it's actually locked to just the birthdays of your children. It has a scene recognition, unless it's a birthday party, and it's not going to work. it uses two-factor with your calendar to... Yeah, to confirm, <laughs> yes. So people in the Discord obviously want to know how they sound. They yeah. sound like beats. There's a lot of low end. There's a lot of high end. There's not much in the middle. Would you say they're pretty muddy or crunchy? I would say it's it's velvety, but oh. velvety but punchy and maybe a little spiky, but kind of rounded. And how many how many X's does it have? I would say it's it's full like five X. If you were to compare these headphones to an animal, which one would it be? A hyena. And how's the sound stage? <laughs> By any chance? I would say the sound stage is um, captivating, mm. but ultimately uh, artificial. Can you feel the tannins when when you listen to music? <laughs> Did they make you tired yeah. or what? I fell out of my chair. <laughs> yeah. After Thanksgiving dinner, would they make you fall asleep? They would. Uh, but they look really okay. good with like Thanksgiving-y, you know, sort of decorations because of the brown. The brown. Yeah. Would you give these headphones to your best friend or your best enemy? I think I'd give them to, uh, you know, just like a person I saw walking down the street. But as a graduation present or a wedding present? Um, I would say graduation present. Kids like the bass. So, 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 so you're waiting in line at the DMV. Do you put this on or do you put on AirPods Pro? I'd put on Vision Pro at the DMV, I think. Okay. That's the last place you want to be. <laughs> All right. So, so, but seriously, are they fun to listen to music to? Yeah. Yeah, they are. I mean, it, Okay. If you listen to the kind of music, I've, all of my answers are very clear. I don't know why you need to circle back on this. Yes. Some people don't understand audio, so you got to put yeah. it in different terms. Yeah. But in practical terms. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a gold USB-C cable, so you know I would probably upgrade to a gold-plated cable. Yep. Uh, clearly, you you need that. No, I mean if you listen to music that sounds good, punchy with a bunch of low and and, and highs, and like they, it sounds great for sort of modern music like that. Now, if it, they are not like neutral reference headphones you're going to listen to Apple Music Apple Music Classical with, right? Like if you're if you were a Beats person before, I I don't think this really changes that part of the equation. I just, you know. I don't know. I can, I kind of feel like I would totally get along with somebody who's going to listen to Apple Music Classical wearing Beats. <laughs> I mean, they do lossless. Like, so they, like they 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 are my kind of people. You arguably, know, these are the best headphones that apple produces for classical music right because these are the only headphones that apple sells that do lossless at the moment yeah you don't hear any i don't know what the middle part of the orchestra is you know it's a lot of uh timpani drums and flutes you just get drums and trumpets yeah the bassoon the bassoon is totally lost in the soundstage (laughs) you lose i can't hear the bassoon in this mix if you could just adjust the equalizer would be good please (laughs) i i still feel like i want these headphones. There's no like H chip in these at all, which is like quite peculiar because previous Beats headphones. Right. That's what does all the cool stuff that we want. Yeah. And that's just weird because other Beats headphones have done that. And so, you know, I just kind of, I like the fact that even Apple makes these kinds of weird considerations for whatever reason. It's just like they're all making, it's, it's all a bunch of trade-offs. Yeah. Right? I, I, I will say, I think the reason these are such a big deal is because it really shows how bad of a value the AirPods Max are at, at this point in their lives. Well, I mean, I guess it depends, right? Would you pay $200 for Digital Crown for the fact that they turn off on their own uh, for what else? A really cool case. Maybe. Wait. Maybe you want a strong neck. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Never skips neck day. I mean, there, there is a difference in features, right? And I guess you can choose what's most important to you in style, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. I don't think these are particularly stylish. I think Apple's Macs have a style. I don't know if it's good or bad, but like, 
they have a look to them. And Apple is fine with the look because if you had a bunch of tables with Beats over the last eight years, like they all kind of look the same. And Zach points out they don't do the they don't do like the inner device auto switching. Like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be completely honest, right? For me, mm-hmm. if you put both of these together with the feature list, I would go AirPods Max because there's just enough things that are missing that I enjoy that would annoy me. I wouldn't like the fact that I have to click a physical button on the side of these things. Yeah, I'm not gonna like that as I'm moving around. I'm gonna hear plastic creaking. I've used Beats before. I know what it's like. Right. Um. I would not like that it doesn't have the auto switching because I really like that a lot. I wouldn't like the fact that I'd have to turn them off. That would annoy me. Um, like there are enough things in there. I I would still go AirPods Max, even though I know it's a worse deal, but I'm thinking about like my long-term enjoyment with this product. And I think I would get more long-term enjoyment out of the features and benefits that they have over the, the Beats. Yeah. But your mileage will vary, right? Yeah, totally. And it- you can look at these and like see what's coming for AirPods Max, assuming they update them at some point. They'll move to USB-C. They'll do lossless over the cable. Like I think all that's coming. It's just a matter of, of when they do it. Maybe I think they do it after the iPhone goes USB-C. So yeah, Beats, uh, Beats Studio Pros. They're, they're pretty good. That's, uh, that's the review. If you want to find links to stuff we spoke about this week, head on over to the website relay.fm slash connected slash four six zero those links are also in your podcast player you can also become a member and get connected pro which is a longer ad-free version of the show each and every week Uh, that is just five dollars a month or fifty dollars a year you also get access to the relay fm members discord you get access to a podcast feed that has all the annual specials and interviews and a bunch of extra stuff we do throughout the year and a really cool newsletter. So go check that out. If you want to find us online, you can find Federico's work at maxstories.net, and he is on Mastodon as Vatici at maxstories.net. Mike is the co-host of a bunch of other shows here on Relay FM, and he's the co-founder of Cortex Brand. You can follow him on Mastodon as imike at mike.social. Threads, baby. I'm on threads. Come on. He's also on threads. Oh, I didn't I don't know what to do because Federico's not because he lives in the EU. Yeah. It's very confusing. I know, but that's where I am. I'm not a Mac Stories either. Okay. Well, so you can also follow Mike as iMike on threads. I wished Federico was on threads, but there's nothing I can do about that right now. You can uh, find my writing at 512pixels.net, and I'm on Mac Power Users here on Relay FM every Sunday afternoon, and I'm ISMH86 on threads. I'd like to thank our sponsors. They are Vitaly, Squarespace, and Factor. Until next week, guys, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Bruschetta. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs>